0: Friday. This is your first ever listening on the Woman podcast. My name is Tamani Lynn and I'm the founder and CEO of Woman of Lynn, which is a national women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to be boss, to support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like weekly group community service. We have an international motivational podcast that you're listening to right now. We have a one-on-one mentorship program for female entrepreneurs called the Boss Academy and so, so, so much more. You ladies and we have nothing but the best of the best Zibby Bosses with each and every episode and this Debbie Boss is a public health social worker and DEI practitioner. She has over 10 years of comprehensive experience in racial justice policy and advocacy and the public health sector. She is known for her public speaking, project management leadership development, wellness coaching and facilitation skills. Showa is the co-founder of It Takes a Village Collaborative which is a DMV based nonprofit organization and currently works at Leadership for Educational Equity. She also volunteers within the dc metropolitan area on a variety of racial inequity issues serving as a member of several community coalitions she has worked in different capacities with local national and international organizations and agencies that are geared towards improvement and development of systems to create substantial social change very long resume we love to see it please welcome the amazing show of Phil Potts everyone
1: Hey, everybody. Thank you for the warm welcome.
0: Of course. You ladies know if you're an OG W Boss listener, then Show was actually on season two of our podcast, if I'm not mistaken. She dropped a lot of gems with that respective episode. So if you're an OG listener, go ahead and play that episode back. But if you're new to listening um, into the Womanland podcast, go ahead and check out season two, in which Show was able to drop some amazing gems on that topic. But before we hop into the topic of this week, which is Burnt Out Boss, how to avoid burnout in business. Give us a little bit more about yourself, Shoa. Where are you from? Tell us all about you before we hop into the topic this week.
1: Yes, and thank you, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I am born i was born in ethiopia my family's jamaican but i grew up in the high school maryland area so all my life i've been in pg county um anyone that's listening that's from maryland shout out to pg county um but i also had a lot of opportunities to engage with people in dc and just do, like, summer youth employment in D.C., so I consider myself an honorary uh, national, I mean, native Washingtonian. Um, But, yeah, I went to school at Towson University, and then I did grad school at Howard, Um, and I basically just was able to understand all of the inner workings of um, our criminal justice system in this area and that really just pushed me into wanting to build my own business Um, From the standpoint of understanding that, like, the systems that are currently set are not designed for black and brown people, so what could I do about it? Um, And that's how I got into being an entrepreneur and just kind of, like, taking that risk and essentially stepping out on faith. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: Yes, love the part about stepping out on faith. You ladies know we are big on that here on the podcast. But Of course, with all the amazing works that you've been able to do through ITAV Collab, what inspired you to start your very own brand, Empowering Women Through Health and Wellness with ITAV?
1: Yeah. So, basically, when I was in grad school, I always had a vision that I wanted to um, start a nonprofit. I, like I said, having a background in criminal justice, I was just so interested in like how to empower those impacted by the system, the families, the community, everything. And um, me and my sister, she was in education for twenty years, and she had an idea around a nonprofit as well. So one day I was like, "What if we just start with Black women? Like we are Black women." we experience things that we don't often talk about. So like, let's just create a conversational space for us to be authentic. And from that came our first program, our um, pilot program, which is Queen Bee Talks. And that was an opportunity for us to bring together women of color from all walks of life, ages, everything, to just have real conversations around things we face. Um, it was monthly conversations and we kicked off with a variety of topics. But the topics that had the most attendance were always topics that were centered in wellness. So from there, we had to take a step back and say, wow, OK, like what we need as a community, what we need as Black women is safe spaces to discuss our health and wellness and how that impacts us in life in general. Like everything in our life right, is connected to our health and wellness. So. That's why like the, the brand took on life of wellness. Um, I'm also a social worker and public health practitioner. So it just kind of like fell in my lap and I was like, I hear you guys, I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of how we got to the space of providing women empowerment through health and wellness for black women in particular.
0: What was your turning point when you knew okay I have to start this? What was that moment where you were like okay, I got it. I got to get this going like ASAP. I got to rally up my community. I have to, you know, turn this into a nonprofit. What was that turning point for you?
1: Yeah, I would say it was grad school. I was in a class, I was in a community um, organizing and development class, I believe. And my professor, he was just speaking to um, the power of community organizations and saying that like, if you have a vision, if you have a calling, if you're feeling that you need to do something, do it now. Because if you don't, you're going to look up two years from now and be like, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow, then there'll be five years, and it will be 10 years. And just that alone... Pushed me to think, okay, Shoah, in this moment, how can you start? Just start, right? Because I didn't have all the answers. I didn't have all the knowledge. I didn't have all of the understanding of a nonprofit, but I just knew that if I take a step, that's one way to begin. And that's what I did. So I would sum it up to like his words and also just like that innate calling within me that wanted to do that anyway, and he was, my professor was just like that push, um, basically, to go ahead and do it in that moment, Uh, and thankfully, I have a supportive community and network that had so much information and knowledge that helped me as I was beginning to step into that space as an entrepreneur.
0: Mm. Like you said, all it takes is one step, literally. And I I say that a lot, too, on the podcast. Like, you should start now. You don't want to look back five years from now, ten years from now, and and notice okay, I never started what I wanted to start. And, you know, I'm I'm unhappy because I didn't start my passion. So I think that's really important, ladies. As you're listening to Showa, it's important if you have that idea on your mind, gather your community around, get that business plan together, get your friends, your mama, your uncle, whoever, and get it started okay so with that being said let's go ahead and hop into the topic of this week which is burnt out boss how to avoid burnout in business you ladies know that of course we're in the season of leveling up which is what this season is all about but in general we always want to make sure that we're putting ourselves forward as female entrepreneurs and also putting our businesses forward and of course we're in the season right now where it's almost like quote unquote post pandemic even though we're not out of it quite yet everyone is really eager to get back outside Throw events, you know, throw different pop up shots for the businesses, launch new things for the businesses, so on and so forth. And in that respective season, we can get burnt out really quickly, right? So this week, we're going to talk about how to avoid burnout in business, not only just right here in this season, but in general, because it's very easy to get overwhelmed with all the things that you want to do with your business and the things that you are doing with your business. So we're sitting down with a professional with a very long resume, as I said in the beginning, (laughs) on how to avoid burnout in business and how to. To kind of get yourself out of that rut through different health and wellness practices as a black woman. So, with that being said, why do you think so many female entrepreneurs burn out within their first five years of business, Shoah? Because that's normally the time frame that most businesses fail through statistics. I think they're within that 30 to 50% range. A lot of businesses fail within that first five years. So, why do you think so many entrepreneurs get burnt out within those groundbreaking first three to five years, Shoah?
1: Um, I would say number one, If they are not able to continue to stay rooted in their why, it is so easy to get burnt out. Because if you don't have your why as the thing that's leading you, the thing that's guiding you, the thing that's pushing you, and you forget about it on the way, all of those roadblocks and different things that come up just as an entrepreneur will easily burn you out. So I think that like the lack of being able to stay in The reason why you started to begin with can lead to that. Um, Another thing I would say is always looking to the future, right? In business, it's so hard to stay present because you're always trying to figure out how am I going to make this work in the future or how is this going to happen for me? months from now or what are my sales going to look like it's like we're, we're pushed into a space of always thinking about what's next and not being able to just bask in what's currently happening and all that is is beautiful in the now so I think that's the second thing and the, th- the third thing honestly is possibly the lack of support and comparison, right? We may be lacking the support from who we thought would, who we thought would be supporting us, which then causes us to go on this mental spiral of feeling like we're not being supported by our close loved ones. We don't have um, the hands on deck that we need. When the reality, there are so many people out here willing to help us, but we're so caught up in who's not helping us that we can't even see it. And the thing around comparison that I mentioned—that we are living in a social media age, so. watching other entrepreneurs um tell their story number one and showing us only what they want us to see and we're comparing ourselves to that when in reality that might not even be reality so i think that like the top three reasonings i would say is one not being anchored in your why and your purpose for doing it to begin with two feeling like you don't have that support or that that um guidance that you expected and free really the aspect of comparison and just getting caught up in all that we're seeing on social media um will be some reasons
0: what are the signs of burnout you would say in regards to business like as a female entrepreneur what are some signs that sometimes you've seen within yourself to where it's almost like a signal to yourself like okay sis i'm, I'm feeling a little burnt out what are the general signs that female entrepreneurs should look for when they're starting to feel like they're burning out
1: yeah, I would say personally, um, for me, signs of burnout have looked like me being overwhelmed, um, me feeling just like stuck, um, me also kind of like not knowing how or who to ask for help to move things forward. So those have been some things that I've experienced personally on this journey. Um so I would say, like, if you are trying to uh, rebrand or if you're trying to brand and you're feeling that, like, step away and, and think about who within your network or your community can you lean on to offer fresh ideas or just to reground you in what you're trying to do. Um, I think that the biggest thing as an entrepreneur and as a black woman in general is so hard for us to ask for help so because we're so used to carrying everything on our back and just pushing forward and and staying strong and smiling through all the pain i think that it's really hard for us to acknowledge when we're struggling um, and it's not until we reach our reach end that we look up and we're like, oh my gosh, like, I need help. I'm burnt out. I can't do this anymore. Um, and I had to have Come to Jesus moment, like, my second year of business and really step back and say, who can I lean on to continue to help me to push this mission forward? And honestly, ever since I stepped back and recognized that I don't have to be a one-man show and I can lean on other people who are experts who have the time, who are willing to help me, was I able to kind of work through that aspect of burnout and recognize that, oh, I don't ever have to experience that again because I can voice what I need, I can get the support I need, and I can lean on the people around me.
0: Leaning on the people around you is so important, especially when you're starting to feel that kind of burnt out sense. We all, within that, those first couple of years of business, we think we can do everything. We think that we can do the social media. We think that we can do the PR. We think that we can do you know, the launches and everything. And... I would definitely say in those first two years, I thought that I could do everything to where I started to feel burnt out and I was like, no, I need to lean on my community, especially if that community includes my family. Y'all, lean on your friends, lean on your family members, whoever is within your inner inner circle, lean on them. Starting a business and maintaining a business is not easy and please know that. So it doesn't, it doesn't take one person. Sometimes it takes a village, okay? Like what Shola says through her brand and it's really important to just lean on your community. So thank you for sharing that, Shoah. As a boss, a lot of people may discourage you from starting your own business or brand and state that it may be difficult, especially in the startup process. How did you stay motivated in building your brand with iTap Collab, Shoah?
1: Yeah, so that is very real, um, and that is why I always push people to identify who your champions are in your circle, in your family, in your community. When you have something so fresh as a, like a new business or a venture that you want to step into, you want to ensure that people are going to be cheering for you. You don't want to be communicating with naysayers because that would just taint what you're trying to do. Um, So for me, the way I stay motivated and I stay consistent in the beginning was just ensuring that anytime I was talking about my business or I was sharing or trying to gain insight, I was talking to people that I knew wanted the best for me, that I knew even if they were going to give me constructive criticism, it was going to be so my business could be stronger. Um, So I was very mindful about who I initially shared my vision and thoughts and ideas with because I, I knew how sensitive it was for me to even take that leap of faith. So I needed people that were going to encourage me to keep going. Another thing for me is that I recognized very early in my business that this was bigger than me and that it was truly aligned with my purpose and it fueled my passion. So I recognized that like I can't stop because it, it won't allow me to stop because it has to keep going, it has to keep developing into what it needs to be so like for me i recognized early like it's god's plan not mine Um, and through that that alone was motivation for me another thing too that kept me going is the way i felt every time i would work on it every time i would develop a new program every time i would show up and talk about it every time i would do anything in regards to my business I get this verse, that energy, and I'm just naturally doing it, and that in itself too was confirmation to keep going. So, I hope that answers your question, but I just I just want to stress, like, as women in business, gravitate to the people that are going to push you and motivate you, because it's not easy, and you need that support, and that outside like push for you to keep going, but also, listen to the voice inside of you, listen to, to, to your feelings, listen to how you show up and talk about your business. A lot of times when people are passionate about their business and it's what they're supposed to be doing, you can hear it anytime they talk about it, right? So I would say like one people motivating me and two the internal motivation that I just had from the feelings and and the joy that my business brought me is what kept what keeps me going and what kept me going in the beginning.
0: What has been the most challenging thing you've faced while building your brand that you feel like the bosses listening can learn from, Shoah?
1: Ooh, challenges, challenges, challenges. Um, I think right now, honestly, the most challenging part is because I'm working. I have a nonprofit and not a for-profit. It's definitely the money, the funding. Um, and I feel like for-profits and nonprofits, regardless of um, the status, There is that aspect of revenue and understanding what your true income streams are. And right now, I just feel like we're in a growth phase where we're trying to navigate the funding spaces and understand how to get more money into business to continue to do the work that we're doing and get paid the value that we know we are worth. Um, So I think that a challenge is just understanding your value and your worth and not not shifting from that as you continue to build your business, whatever your product is, whatever you're putting out, ensure that. Whatever you believe it to be and whatever value you see it as, keep that. Because at the end of the day, you know your worth and somebody will pay top dollar for what you're offering. Um, so right now, I'm just navigating the challenge. And I don't even want to say it's a challenge. It's an opportunity for me to learn and just grow in the aspect of our financial structure as an organization.
0: Mm. Especially when you're growing in business, knowing your worth is so important. Oh my goodness. So we, could, we could talk hours and hours about that one, but ladies know your worth. No matter what area you are within your business, no matter what stage you are within your business, always know that you're bringing some type of worth to the market, right? Um, especially as you're growing, trying to figure out that financial aspect can be difficult as what Shoa just said, especially when you're building something like a nonprofit or an organization, something like that. So it's really important to in your community once again partner with different mentors. Y'all know I'm a huge advocate for mentors Mm -hmm. and coaches because they have gone Mm -hmm. through 90% of the things that you're going through and can get you through those those different ruts that you may face as an entrepreneur. So thank you for sharing that as well, Showa. Yeah
1: and I just want to plus a thousand that the piece around mentorship and coaches and even connecting with people just in the industry that are that's doing what you're doing because they have done so much already that you can learn from and you don't even have to duplicate the system (laughs) you can literally take the blueprint and run with it so i just wanted to say 100 percent on that go for it touch connect with people and make those meaningful connections so that your business will grow
0: have you ever been in a place where you felt burnt out in business and how did you overcome that
1: yeah as i shared before i think um i got to a space I would classify it as burnout because it was a moment where I was like, wow, can I continue to carry this, this mission? Can I continue to, to hold this business? Um, and it was just a point where I felt like I was doing everything. As you mentioned, social media, um, um emailing, uh, programming, designing, facilitating, every single thing that can be a, uh, piece of my business I felt like I was holding it by myself and in that moment I realized that I had to step into my power of asking for help and me and my sister co-founded the organization and she's a mother she has children um I'm single I don't have children I have more space and capacity to pour into the business so it got to a point where I had to have a sit down with my business partner and say hey the way that we're moving is not sustainable, so we have to figure out how can we get the support and help that we need so that both of us can show up in the correct way within this business. And I was through a simple conversation, right? Closed mouths don't get fed. So I recognized that what was happening, why I was feeling overwhelmed, while I was feeling um, unmotivated, why I was feeling stuck, while I was feeling like, oh, I don't know if this is what I'm going to do, is because I wasn't leaning into the supports around me or capable of asking for help so once I got to the point where I had no choice but to ask for help everything shifted <laughs> everything started moving in the right direction I started to pull in the mentors I started to pull in the coaches I started to talk to the experts within the field and they were to point to me so that's another thing there are people out here that are willing to support your business and help it grow and go you just have to be comfortable in making the ask and understanding that you deserve the support that you need to sustain your business, period. And as a black woman, that that's hard to do because, again, we're not used to doing that. So I encourage you, all the listeners, if you're in a space where you feel stuck or you're feeling burnt out, take a moment to think about who or what you need to get out of that space and then go for it because you deserve it and you can have it. Sure. So
0: with being the health and wellness og okay and professional (laughs) what are some different health and wellness tactics that you can recommend to female entrepreneurs especially black female entrepreneurs listening right now
1: yes i would say this is my favorite thing to talk about um Let me start with saying you cannot be well within your community unless you are well within yourself. Your business will become a reflection of how well you are personally. So it is very critical for you to take care of yourselves. Um, And I would say three tools that have really, really helped me as an entrepreneur and just maintaining my health and wellness have been top top tier meditation Um, and meditation is something that you can do daily to just ground yourself Um, two it has been journaling Um, and it can be journaling personally or professionally right so if you have thoughts about your business or you're trying to just uh, work through a rut or something that's going on Um, Within your business, journal about it, think about it, envision what you want it to be. When you put pen to paper, write it down and make it happen. Like, whatever you say, whatever you want to do will come true. So that's why journaling is such a powerful tool. Not only is it reflective, but it's also a way for you to begin to manifest what you want to come through simply through writing. Um, And back to the piece of meditation meditation is a powerful tool because it allows you to be still with yourself to listen to that voice within, to understand why you are feeling the way you are feeling, is an opportunity to pause and recenter. So meditation has helped a lot, especially when you're having difficult meetings or you have difficult decisions to make or you're trying to navigate a roadblock or anything. Meditation is a great tool for you to just pause, to go within and to take a moment to stay grounded. Another thing with meditation is a way to affirm yourself. It's a way to listen to... You can record your business plan and that becomes a meditation for you. You can record your goals for the year and that becomes a meditation for you. And not only are you meditating, but you are also in that way manifesting and continuing to surround yourself with the positive thoughts and visions that you have for your business. Um, So meditation is not only a tool to be still but it's also a tool to kind of program your mind to be in the space to be a powerful entrepreneur Um, and the last one I will offer is affirmations, simply affirming yourself every single day no actually let let me add one on to that affirmations and gratitude journaling so affirmations is all about you affirming yourself um, and writing down positive things about yourself or listening to positive things that will put you into the space to be powerful, to be bold, to go out and do what you need to do. Um, and we know as black women, we need that encouragement. We need that um, We need that affirmation and we need to be grounded in the fact that we are powerful and we do deserve everything that we're going after as an entrepreneur. Um, and the last thing that I mentioned, gratitude journaling has been a game changer. And that's simply waking up every morning and writing 10 things that you're thankful for and 10 things that you want to be thankful for, right? And then you can do the same thing at night. And a lot of times when you go back and look at what you journaled in the morning, everything that you want to be thankful for has come, has come true. So if there are things in your business that you want to get done that day or there's things that you're trying to get um, moving forward within your business. If you wake up every morning and give thanks for it, like it's already yours, it's going to become yours. So a common theme in all of the practices and tools that I just mentioned is the power of manifesting and understanding that you can have whatever your heart desires as long as you begin to align align your mind with that. So those are the four things I would offer. Meditation, journaling, affirmations, and gratitude journaling
0: yes ladies I hope you had your pen and paper down okay loved all of those tips and those are definitely all things that you ladies listening can of course partake in to make sure that if you're feeling kind of burnt out in business or you're just in general not in a good space you can definitely do those things even in general you don't even have to be in a burnt out space or feeling kind of overwhelmed these are things that you can go on do on a day-to-day basis to make sure that you're keeping your health and wellness intact especially as a black woman in business so thank you for sharing that as well show up
1: yes of course
0: so last but not least before you go what's next for yourself and ice have collab and where can our ladies and listening find you as far as your website socials give us everything before you go
1: Yes. Well, what's next for us is we have a huge uh, women's empowerment retreat coming up that is centered in wellness and that is next Saturday. (laughs) So that is really the next thing that's coming up for us. Um, But as we move into 2023, we're just looking to do more community collaborations, give more black and brown people the opportunity to have a platform to share their resources and their expertise. So if you're listening and you're into wellness and this is your gym and something that you do please reach out to me um and i you can find us on instagram at itavcollab so i-t-a-v-c-o-l-l-a-b or facebook at it takes a village collaborative or on our website at www.itavcollab.org
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Shaw, for being on our podcast this week. And thank you, ladies, so much for tuning in to yet another episode on the Womanland Podcast. You ladies can listen in on this episode on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any podcast system platform there is for are on. Thank you, ladies, once again for tuning in. And you ladies will hear me next week. Peace.